0: Welcome everybody to this month's Elder Talk. And we're in the the living rooms and spaces of all of our elders uh, for various reasons today. We are in our various assorted spaces. And so here we go. And and, and we hear the youngest generation as as well. So we're always happy to do so. Today, we're with all of the elders. Why don't we go ahead and say hi, everybody?
1: Hi. Hi, everybody. Hello. Um, Hello.
0: So we have Reverend Don, we have Lady Alyssa, we have uh, Lord Michael, and always Lady Stephanie uh, out there in the world. And so one of the things that, uh, let me go ahead and start with you, Lady Stephanie. You've you've gotten through 2021 uh, this year, and you've done a lot. lot. Can you talk a little bit about uh, what you've done?
2: Uh, Well, the World Walkers was incredibly busy in the astral level. Uh, And then lately, it's been moving into the physical level with people uh, worried about people that are maybe passing over. And uh, so I've been communicating with those people. So that's been very rewarding to be able to help just a little bit as uh, their close ones pass to to the next well moving to a new neighborhood really comes down mm-hmm. a much better neighborhood so so there's that i was focusing on the krillian shaman book uh that's been stalled a little bit lately but uh pretty uh, lots and lots of work related to that also <clears throat> uh i also wrote a book this year and uh it's uh, about to be published, and it's called The, the Teacup Oracle. And uh, I just felt compelled to write that, too, because I don't think there's been too much written ab- about that. Uh, and uh, sometimes it's been a little dismissed. And I just wanted to give it the full value of what it really is. I, another way of divination, that, that's you know what it really comes down to. And really excited about, um, I mean, I, I can't list everything I've done. I mean, I do have a list in front of me, but I don't want to list every single thing because everybody, I'm sure, has. they probably did something this year, too. I'm, I'm kidding. I know they did. Uh, mm-hmm. But with That'd Ed, uh, with the Sir Ed, with uh, uh, Which School for Beginners, uh, I'm just doing a short, short, short uh, uh, statement of, Hopefully that it's uplifting and eye-opening maybe for some uh, or to give solace for others. And so I've been doing that every day so far. I'm not promising I'm going to add something every day for for this year, but I think this is a fantastic idea that Sir Ed came up with. And really, I, I, I'm i sure you'll be talking about that and uh, what, what you're contributing to. Um, to to that because I see your teachings, I see other people's teachings. I'm I'm encourage anyone that wants to. Well, here it's it's your thing, Ed. So I don't want to be encouraging people. Well, I, let, let me go. ahead.
0: <laughs> I want to move on to the lady, Alyssa, if it's possible. Um, you've had first years, first seller. Uh, how's it How's it going?
3: Oh, it's
0: going you know, great. You've, you've also had a baby in the middle of this. I did, and so so I can't imagine that you know. You and lustrations of babies, it all seems to have this mixture. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So, so, Please.
3: I was going to say, it did slow me down a little.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Just barely, though. I mean, uh, but how was your first year? Can you tell us a little bit about it?
3: Oh, I I mean, it was a wonderful year. It was very busy. Um, You know, obviously being pregnant and and having Nadia definitely slowed me down. Um, So I probably didn't get quite as much accomplished as I would have liked to. Um, but, uh, we did the, uh, the Corellian census, um, which mm-hmm. was super successful and, and great. And, um, we managed to update the website, update all our groups. Um, so that was a very big project, um, that I had help with from, uh, the paladins order. And, um, I was very grateful for that help. And, uh, I think it went really smoothly and that was nice. Um, I, uh, as usual, I ran the, um, Corellian award nominations. Um, we just had pretty much a record cycle. We had, we give out over 50 awards. Um, so that was, that's really great. It's really nice to see um, a lot more people nominating and a lot more people getting recognized for the things that they do in the tradition.
0: Uh, I do too. Not, I think you did more than, uh, than people expect. So I think you did one other thing that I think that is really well is that you, and, and part of it, I think, is because you had to have it. You start building a structure underneath you. You have a really good group, group a of, of counsel, like Ebony and Sir Ebony, who's doing some amazing things. Um, all sorts of people who are helping you out. Your artificers have done an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they just received the Paladins, you know, artificers just received the official Paladins uh, uniform uh, booklet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was new this year, but then we'll talk about New Year. But so, thank you so much for that. But I think you're also building, starting to build real leadership under you. You know, other people doing, not just you doing it all, but other people doing it as well.
3: Yeah, Um Ebony and uh, and Lady Emerald Earthart have both been amazing. Um, To to name like the two main main ladies, mm-hmm. but I, I've had a lot of help from others too. Yeah, oh, so yeah, it's really nice.
0: So I'm going to move on to Sir Michael here. Uh, Hi, you've had, so, so if people don't know, you're our principal, you've, you're very helpful, you run the auctions and you help advise us on how to do different types of fundraising. So from that point of view, how was 2021 for us? And uh, we'll talk about 22 after that, but, but how was 2021 for that aspect for you and and how we handled it?
4: Actually, uh, 2021, I think because people were still shut in, so to speak. We had a couple false starts and people coming back that the the auctions now that it's on the eBay platform are much easier for me to get it all done at once, so to speak. That Mm -hmm. they run for ten days, uh, which has a lot of activity. The promotion on Facebook really helps and capture clients with the products that are donated, but other people who are searching. And the, the fall one, because it leads up to the holidays, I think, has a tendency to be a little bit better. Although the upcoming spring one, when people are starting to, OK, get their income tax refunds and things like that, uh, you know, there's uh, avail- there's money available. On, so they so they uh, participate. So I will be putting out the call for donations soon. Uh, generally. Uh, are, are only $800 to $1,000. what I find really uh, great is that the course store is doing well. The course stores mm-hmm. are one-stop shopping for all things Corillian books, regalia and such. Uh, it's a steady process. People know now where to go when they get their awards, if they want an award patch. Uh, I've had a number of groups that have worked with me to create their award patch. There's certain guidelines we have to have. We, you know, in a great amount of funds that we can fund every award patch coming out, but if they make a commitment to buy between 10 and 20 up front and then let them distribute it to their, you know, sell it to their members and things like that, we can cover a portion, uh, a better part of the portion, and then uh, we'll have them in inventory and we'll put them up in uh into the core store as soon as they're made. I'm working on a couple more now. The uh the red tent has requested needs to be resupplied. And the new obsidian award. Uh we now have that design. And basically because the source I go to run frequent sales, I basically wait to make sure they're having a the sale before I place the order because that saves us money and it keeps our operating costs down. So And as far as robes, I've got sources for robes. And uh, Angela Munn is my source for stoles. And so whenever I'm low on stoles, I just put a Facebook in between everything else that she's doing. uh, She manages to keep us supplied. That's
0: lovely. So that's, yeah, so that's, yeah, I love the patches because I think that helps us with our identity. Um, a long time ago, that, was, you know, it, it is where we kind of differed from other Wiccan traditions as we move forward. And people can find out more about our heldry and, wh- and why we do it, because it's really not just for us. It's for the ages. You take any picture, not any photograph, and they're wearing their history right there on their, that, that moment of where the Karelian tradition is. So if you ever see the purple things with different patches. A lot of times, that's a capture of history. Uh, the great lady, Wendy LaJoy, was different. Um, she had a different, you know, if you've seen hers, if you see them, they're almost like a little arche- uh, visual archaeology pieces. And I really think that uh, that growth continues. All right, so we're going to go to Lord Don. And so what was the last year like for you? Because I know you've had probably one of the more chaotic years. You started out with an <laughs> Indiegogo campaign that did actually okay. And then well, why don't you tell us your year? And then we're ready to jump
1: into what next year looks like. You know, it feels like it's been a couple of years, but the last the last couple of years have, have been that way. It seems like we're we're packing a lot into them. But this mm-hmm. this year, my primary project, I think, I would have to say, was uh, Corellian Publishing, particularly the uh, the Infinite Tarot. And you mentioned the Kickstarter that was done for the Infinite Tarot. Um, we brought out a number of. Um, of expansion decks to create the infinite tarot from the, uh, the original tarot of Hecate. Some of them are new, like the, the, uh, the Santa tarot, which is about the midwinter gift-giving figure in many variations. Um, there's the astrology and the runes and the muses and uh, the numerology decks, and of course the ancestor deck. And we've Um, We've spent much of this year dealing with tarot decks and the books that go with them and all the publishing uh, issues that go with that and making little corrections here and there when we find errors we missed, which I guess is an occupational hazard of publishing. And uh, if you look behind me, you can see a box in front of my altar for the next mailing of uh, the infinite tarot uh, full of uh, envelopes. And uh, it's, been, it's been, been quite the year for, um, for working on publishing projects. And um, I mean, we've been, we've been publishing things for years and years and years and years, but this was one of the busier years for it. Uh, we also brought out the virtual box at, uh, at Witchful, which is uh, available to supporting members, uh, which is like a little magazine in its own right, which has um, not taken a lot of time, but but taken a lot of interest in putting together. And the most recent issue, I, um, every, every issue includes a class. And I wrote the one for the most recent issue on uh, the, the gods of ancient Egypt. And uh, before that, we had the teacup oracle from Lady Stephanie. Uh, we've had numerology from Lady Stephanie. Uh, we have the herb of the month. So there are a lot of things in virtual as well. So it's, it's been very much a, um, a year of expounding ideas in different ways.
0: So thank you. Um, I know I saw Sir Jason jumped in there. Uh, we're going to go on to the next part. We are, uh, as you know, you're listening to Elder Talk on Pegasite Radio, the, one of the oldest radio networks out there. And so I want to talk about, so in 2020, we, made, we broadcasted, right before COVID hit, we broadcasted something that we were engaged in. And I find that we're still engaged in, and that was the 2030 project. We basically began a promise and a commitment to our tradition that we were going to make the transitions to make us more durable over that period of time. And Lady Alyssa moving my first eldership to something that was very difficult for me considering all the jobs to do to somebody who was caring was one of those steps. Mm-hmm. Another one is restoring and re- reclaiming our copyrights and our books. So we are now moving into the, in 2022, uh, we are definitely moving into that process. Can you talk about that process, Don? <laughs>
1: Lord Don? Well, if if 2021 was uh, tarot cards, 2022 is books. And I, 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 we're already deep into that. Uh, I'm in the process of revising, actually at this point, illustrating the third degree book, which is expected to be out on February 1st. Uh, it's currently on schedule. And... Um, then we'll be second degree. Then we'll be first degree. We're also doing ritual and theory and practice. In fact, I was just informed that ritual and theory and practice should be done with its preliminary editing within about another week. Uh, I have the help of a number of talented people in, uh, in working on revising these books. Um, and um, it's a lot of work, um, but it's, it's very interesting to, to be doing it. I am trying to make them uh, visually appealing. The uh, previous edition and many of the books had very little illustration, uh, whereas I really feel that uh, things, especially our psychic exercises and things of that nature, benefit from illustration uh, to help people to know what they're visualizing in a way that's more concrete than just describing it. And uh, so I've been doing an awful lot of work with that. And I expect to continue to be doing a lot of work with that uh, for months to come. Uh, we are expecting to have all of the degree books back in print by, um, by, by my birthday in early June, as well as ritual and theory and practice. We're also revising the common book of Wicca and witchcraft. Um, I'm expecting that we will have Living the Wiccan Life in there. Um, Won't swear that one will be done by June. That's that that um is one of the outliers. And then then we'll look at other things. But all of our core materials will be available in new books relatively quickly. Uh now the, the other side of that is that it's going to be a lot of work uh through this whole period. But um, you know, we we as I say we've been publishing for many years, and there have often been times of great activity. And, you know, I'm reminded of when we did the mini spells and um, just days and days of writing mini spells, but we're still using them all these years later. Mm -hmm. And um, they show up on um, the School for Beginners, which was just mentioned. They show up in the virtual box that was just mentioned. So when we do this kind of work, it's an investment in the future. And, you know, getting Corellian Publishing and the books into, into working order is, has been a big job, but they're going to be um, they're going to be going forward for uh, possibly, probably the next generation because the previous editions have been around for about a generation, and it was time to update them. One of the things that I found most notably uh, in re-editing Third Degree is how much the internet has changed, and. You know, It might not seem to be the thing that you would be re-editing in a metaphysical book, but it is one of the bigger things because the things we did 20 years ago when that book was written, we do not do now. It, it, it is a different world, and the, and the book must reflect that. But I also am trying to make it uh, somewhat timeless in that regard so that we talk about what uh, you do in the internet, but not in such a way that um, um, it will, be, will become dated as platforms change. Uh, I can only think that if you pick up the third degree uh, in its previous edition and you're reading through there, some of the younger people will say, E-list? What is an E-list? Phone number? Okay. We don't use phone numbers.
0: Yep. And so, okay. So you get a basic taste and, and uh, probably more com- uh, a really complete view, but watch it. So, so the Corellians are taking re-control of their books. And let me make a real quick statement why we lost control to Llewellyn in the first place is because there was a real question. There was outside forces that members of parts of the tradition that came in questioning the right of ownership. And by signing a contract with Llewellyn, which was the biggest contract, one of the biggest contracts that Llewellyn had ever signed, they immediately brought out three of our books and we brought out the other two very swiftly. And people forget that was supposed to be an imprint. We just didn't like how they managed us. We didn't like them. And so now that's running out. and We're able to re-get it. So patience is always one of our virtues. Um, But I want to offer this question to everybody out there. So we're now heading into 2022. And we heard about my witch goal for beginners thing. And that is, I'll talk about that. That's something that's been very exciting. But I'm looking at one of the things I think that Don has, Lord Don has appreciated and he's done, he's, he's asked for real help. And for once, he's really accepting it. You know, we all know that sort of behavior that, have is we can do it better ourselves but i think the elders are, are learning a lesson i think in 21 2020 and 2021 we need to allow more people to be helpful um i'm very fortunate lady Alyssa doesn't have that sort of i must do it all ourselves because she's already begun that process but can we talk about how we're going to overall just as elders kind of continue on our process of developing leadership so that we're not so dependent on Vast overachieverism amongst ourselves and others.
3: I do think it's important to um, mm-hmm. to trust those in the tradition who have the ability to help us um, and allow them to, you know, to, to not micromanage and say like, this is what I'm going for, this is what I want. Um, can you do this? And people will surprise you. I think um, that was Mabel. Yes.
0: <laughs> we all recognize her at this point. That was the
3: future over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think
0: that's an essential part. I think that's one of the things that I think, uh, as first elder, that, that you're kind of in that responsible role of kind of basically uh, the idea of easy transition, literally by the job that you do. You're supposed to be you're the transitional officer. You're supposed to hold us together uh, in transitions. You know, And right now, while we're all very stable, we're all in very good shape, you're building the resources. But um, I don't think people understand that. First elders kind of the chaos is kind of when the kind of the change needs to happen and higher leadership. That's where the first elder really steps in. Mm-hmm. Um, and people don't understand. They were like, oh, what is the first elder? Is it like the wisdom keeper and everything else? Ultimately, it's a transition officer. And we're about to call this year the Wittown Council Online for the illustration, we decided to strip everything from the illustration. This is pure Carillion, pure high officer, pure ritual. This, I think, this illustration. There's not going to be that many, you know, let's have fun classes. It's initiations, it's steamings, it's town Council meeting, it's the award ceremony, and last, it's the illustration itself. Hmm? So I think that represents much more of our agenda here. Hmm? Upfront, so um, so, Lady Steph. What do you, let me ask you more directly? What is what is it that you want help with, and what is it that we need to be supporting you as for, as first priestess and an elder? Uh, <clears throat> uh,
2: the way I usually work with other people, uh, first of all, I usually enter a situation, uh, letting anyone that will hear that they're needed. It's, it's, uh, it's not that the tradition, uh, can, well, basically it, it can only function through the people and through the groups that the people form and the mm-hmm. projects the people form. So I've always recognized uh, that, that it always comes down to the individual and uh, then my other approach is I try to find out what that particular person is, uh, well, their interest, because so many times if they come in with a, with a talent, a skill, experience uh, approach that they have developed over their, their years, and they do not have to be a third degree. They do not have to be, um, you know, an archpriestess or priest. They don't. If they are um, experienced somewhat in a particular subject or just thrilled about a particular subject and maybe even uh, learning learning it uh, but actively participating in a particular venue within this vast array of uh, subjects that are in our tradition, then I uh, encourage them to go set up something there, to set up something within the tradition, but first just start plugging along, deciding how you want to approach um, your volunteerism, uh, how you want to approach your project, uh, what kind of platform that you want to use? Do you want it to be uh, in your own community, uh, uh, physically? Do you want it to be the wider community related to the world? Uh, do, you, do, you, what, do you want to work with nature? Do you want to work with... Um, it, there, it's Once again, we know the list is long. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, I help them move along in the tradition, if they're going to really, uh, well, show that excitement, add that excitement, do that kind of work, then I am right there behind them, uh, moving them right along through the tradition. And once again, I'm not waiting for them to be third degree. I have a person that's over, well, I'll just, uh, uh, I guess I don't wanna say any names, but I have people that are, that are not third degrees, And I I have had maybe a couple of people that have come up to me and asked me why and giving them such a big position. And I would say, talk to this person for five minutes and you'll see why. You'll see this person's heart. You'll see how they are truly engaged in what they're doing. And so get to know them and you'll see why. So I don't want anything to hinder anyone from completing a work that they know they, they are truly, they really want to work with. And I, I will absolutely be there for them. Once it, but once again, they're the one doing the work. I'll guide the one doing, doing the work. And, and it's okay to take a break. Sometimes people will uh, step away from their beginnings of their, their project, no problem at all. And they'll feel a little bad about it. Please don't. It's okay to take breaks, and then they come back later and continue on. Um, It might be just studying at this point of time, but I. So that's my main main thrust when dealing with most people. If they are they desire to work with me, it's I make it clear to them that that they are so important to this tradition and this tradition would not be this amazing and widespread and uh, influential throughout the uh, throughout the pagan community if it wasn't for every single person adding, uh,
0: well, to the culture. That's lovely and that's terrific. I think that's a very important aspect of it. We're gonna move on to Lord Mike. And so, uh, and then then we're gonna talk about which school for beginners and where I'm going, but I think, Lord Mike, I think you have a big big job. I think overall for the next, uh, I think 25, like 20 months or so um, in helping us kind of understand where we can raise funds and how to raise funds. I think you along with Lord Denim have become our advisors on how to do proper fundraising as we had for bigger events for groups and things like that. can you talk about first of all what you need to make your, your job easier, and how can we, you know, and how can we help you support, you know, this sort of? I think this is the year of financial knowledge for us. I think in a lot of ways, you know, how to how to handle our finances as temples, as individuals, as groups. And I think you're one of our best role models for that.
2: Mike, we can't hear you.
0: are you're, you're mute. He doesn't want to answer.
4: Yeah,
1: he's
4: he's so humble sometimes. Who muted me?
1: Who shut me down? (laughs) Now,
4: I think because I lost the connection a couple Uh times, he didn't notice that. Okay, Uh, I think because of my background in finance, accounting, and working with large companies, we really didn't do anything without evaluating: is there a benefit at the end now many times especially in the the tradition we can't put money on everything we do you know the the virtual box you know that's something of content to give out to allow people to grow and you can't that this is imparting knowledge to hundreds thousands you know some
0: It Mike freeze
2: on us? I think so. Uh,
4: Come on, Mike. Uh, okay. January. guess January. I have a bad connection. I mean, throughout this, I've had many of you guys freeze, too. So but, I
1: don't,
4: we hear you now. I don't know if it's my conclusion as well. Uh, but um, anyway, the important thing is evaluating at the end what you want to get at the end and to create a project that benefits the person who is contributing to that project through whether it's a Kickstarter program as uh, Lord Don saw with the Infinite Tarot, you need to, at the end, know that there's gonna be a result. Sometimes, okay, break but it's what it becomes afterwards. The Infinite Tarot will continue to grow and creating a place where people can come and buy the added items, that's where maybe the fundraising actually takes effect. When we started the core Core store, we had to front the money, but ultimately down the path, and what we saw this past year, is the core store and the auctions have helped to fund many of these same projects will have a benefit to the tradition down the road, whether it's through the publishing, uh, you know, getting the, ro- the royalties or the amount of money from on-demand publishing and things like that. So it's a case of evaluating each project by itself. And I know one of the big things coming up is fundraising for the parliament. And, you know, it's a matter of putting heads together. What is the best way to fundraise for that? so and, and that's what i was mentioning today that starts today uh, for me um,
0: no that starts kind of today so so let me go and get into the last part of this talk so i my project of the year is decide i become obsessed with the idea what happens if you turn your magic all the way up what happens you know is there such a thing as turning your magic all the way up i become obsessed with this idea what does that even mean um and I've been known to say we overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in a decade. And then I re- read something Ellen Musk says. He says, I take what you can do in a decade and I try to do it in six months. That kind of flipped my thinking a little bit, too. So right now, so this year I am teaching. I started a group called Whit School for Beginners? I have like 30, 40 people who are experts in it. Uh, we're up to over 2,700 people in the first month. And it's because there are groups out there that are growing to 40, 50, 60, 70,000 without a structure out there of of witchcraft. Witchcraft has grown to 2 million people by all the surveys, by all the knowledges, by all the different ways of looking at it. So we're now seeing uh, seeing a, a tremendous growth, not unlike we saw in its own proportion at the beginning of the first the Daily Spell groups Remember, we owned all those groups. And then the same for uh, starting Witch School, which was really the first platform. It wasn't really a school back then. It's much more of a school today, but it was a platform back there. We had the chat rooms. We had the e-groups. It was a communication platform. And that would be something that Facebook and other systems would take. And we've grown into those aspects. So now Witch School for beginners is just I am looking to teach the most practical level magic I can because it's part of my journey to the Parliament. Are you comfortable being a witch? Um, And I'm focusing all the clergy members to go into the witch school clergy, or they can go anywhere they want. But in this group, my whole point of it is, is to teach them to be comfortable saying they want to be a witch. That's a hard thing to do. So that's it. I'm not trying to make them witch schoolers per se. I'm not trying to make them into anything else other than make them comfortable with this first step over the next year. How many people can I make comfortable with that step out of these people? And then I'm hoping that through our examples of leadership, our examples of our, our volunteers, that all, all sorts of different ways, we're able to go ahead and encourage them, maybe become part of us, but become part of an overall community. Because what we need more than anything else is this because we are embarking on the journey to the parliament. That's what I'm calling it for myself. The parliament, the paladins are in line with it and everything else, we have to raise money to assure representation because we've discovered that representation at the parliament is good for us. It's healthy for us. It isn't for the outside world you know, to, to gain validation. Everybody thinks that we wanna to go to validate ourselves. Well, that's where I started almost like 30 years ago and they're coming back to my hometown 30 years ago. So no argument that the idea of validation was one of the things. We validated ourselves, we no longer have anything to prove. Now I think it is about us participating for our own members to go through this process of of dealing with lots of different faiths, lots of different issues and show how we can help and where we differ so we have a better understanding. And then the next parliament is in Chicago where it started 30 years after the question that led to all all of this. And I would like to see as many people represented as possible, that's my goal. Of going out there and we've been talking about it and things of that nature but that's what i'm doing for for this year and i think we're in great shape for the tradition this year i think this is the year we have in our goals a real quake a real shift in understanding because we also have this background noise it's a toy i tell people metaverse ignore it for right now we, we've got our game plan we still have to carry out our game plan There's a lot of people who are going to get distracted by this idea of the metaverse um right now it's a game is building game worlds and it's for very rich people to play very fancy games, we'll get there. But first we have to really deal with our spirit world and this parliament coming up, not as technologists but as as practitioners, I think, as real people who really do believe this and who really are trying to help people. Mm-hmm. And so as much as I wanna get deep into the techno world, folks, and I'm gonna be studying it, we're gonna do things. We're really focusing on what I've heard today is publishing fundraising, human contact, human structure, and of course, getting our books out there. So any last thoughts from any of you about what what we're taking on in
4: 2022, 23, 24? I have a question. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, uh, With the uh, Facebook group, which for beginners, I see a lot of posts there. Uh, what type of feedback are you getting? Is it strictly the feedback? If someone posts something, uh, I'm just, I'm just curious because there's a lot of content being put into there and sure. I'm just wondering, so wondering if, is it overpowering that people, if there's 2,500 people, are they really reading or looking at all this? Or are they, they're uh, barely seeing it. So less
0: than, no matter how many people we have, understand the algorithm is going to pay only feed it to three to five. Only the most active members will always see it. Mm-hmm. So any one piece okay. of content that we put out could go to as little as a half a percent. If we're really lucky, right? Three, 4% on its first run. So it's essential of how many shares. And we're getting a lot of shares. So the wish goal for beginners is a funnel is both solid in that we have a lesson every day and a couple of people are putting up lessons so people can see that, right? And if they follow those hashtags, they'll see more of that. And it's also a meme creator, which brings in the big shares and which school has been our big shares. And those meme creators, as you know, so start knocking out people sharing from other groups saying, you don't understand, we have to do it from our own algorithms and we'll be preparing our own memes that we want shared out into the world. So this is really right at the heart of pop culture. And these groups you know, are having hundreds of posts and that I'm gonna rely on them to tell us how many, because it's the same game as anything. We've, you know, we bring in hundreds of people into school, but only a very few stay. So probably I, I see this group going 30, 40, 50,000 and only a few of them are gonna stay uh, into the WITSchool system at the end of the year. But we will have influenced the brand to get them thinking about us more. And that's what we need. One of the things we need is to get them thinking about us more so we can do the casual fundraising and get the the subscription base out there. We're halfway to our goal of 500. So, yeah, yeah, that's what we're hoping for with that. It is really just getting people comfortable being enough of which and hopefully some of them will come into the system. So, no, we're not even getting started. Um, truthfully, some of the biggest groups in, in Facebook that are running to 100,000 are pumping out every something, every 30 minutes, every 15 minutes. So then that, it would be if it was the Corellian Hub, and, and that's why we started this new group. It would be if it was Witch International, okay? But this group was created to be that sort of rapid uh, stream of information. We're, it's a, the biggest net we've ever tried to cast in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, I feel like I over-talked on that one. Um, <laughs> not really.
1: It, so, it's an important subject.
0: Right. And what I'm going to try teaching is just the basic, basic, basics that have all you know, kind of witch and magic. How do we get people to cast spells? I mean, every time we can get somebody to, to break from not casting a spell to casting a spell is a win for us. In the sense of, it's one more person who's tried it. The more people who tried it, the more we we gain at least a minimum of respect and credibility. And I think that's all to it. Um, I think I think we've got a great thing. So I think as we head into the Parliament, I think the Parliament for me is my hometown, the Center. I know that building pretty well. I've spent years in it. Um, I'm very excited about that.
4: I think the goal, you know, to to reach that, you probably need to put together the goal uh that's an expensive town. So live it. Raising the funds, you know, need to be geared towards, you know, what the ultimate expense is expected. So and I think I think that's what we're going to explore over the next couple of
0: months of really what we want to do. So I think it's going to be the most expensive project we've ever tried. Mhm. For a single event, absolutely. Uh, I know Lady Stephanie would love to have a banner there. I, I, we've talked about that. You know, to be represented with the other groups to show that we're, you know, into that. Um, if people don't know what I'm talking about, they're beautiful banners. There's absolute commitment this time to have a booth for growing Publishing and other aspects of it. Um, no, we need to start really kind of tightening that up um, relatively soon. Uh, and, and so and when members- I talk
2: about banners, I mean um what uh, active people are are doing you know, mm-hmm. the people like you know like phoenix williams um <clears throat> yeah but i don't want to list names because once again i'll probably forget someone and then um i'll have to write an apology letter so uh essentially it's about you know like if something could be pushed out like well we offer this and we offer this and we offer this and we offer this and then people were like, oh, my gosh, you mean there's a place that we can learn how to be a chaplain? You mean there's a place that we can learn how to uh, practice tarot? There's a, And on and on and on. So to that banner could be real eye-openers. Or maybe that could be just installed <clears throat> in some other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah.
0: <clears throat> so, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting there. So that's our commitment to yes, the elders are, uh, and for 2022
1: um don
0: any last thoughts from you
1: oh goodness it um well you know it's a new year and we have a lot of things in front of us but i really feel a very different energy in year 22 versus year 21 and i think that we're already seeing um a change in how people are feeling a change in how fast people are moving. And, you know, I said the last year felt like a couple of years, but I think that the next year is going to move even faster. And um, we have a lot to do. So it's, it's a good thing that it will move fast and that, that we will move fast. But um, I think it's going to be quite, quite the year for, uh, for everyone.
0: And thank you, everybody. And so this is Peggy and I presenting Elder Talk. Uh, your monthly talk where we talk about all sorts of different subjects last month was yule and you never know and we'll see what we're going to talk about this month and you can pick it up on Pegasinite, uh radio dot uh at radio network at pegansonite.com we've been here for 15 years talking to you about the pagan world blessed be and we'll be back with more next time